Let's bring in David Alter, publisher reporter inside the Maple Leafs for the SI Media Group. David, uh, welcome in. Uh, so when you're around these guys, uh, as you were in October, what is the body language difference when you're talking to them? Oh, it's night and day. Uh, you can see everyone's kind of happy, and why shouldn't they be, right? Like, they've got uh, points in 10 straight games, 15 in their last 16 games. Mitch Marner's riding an 18-game point streak, looking for 19. And uh, even right now, the sewer ball that's going on behind me, it seems to be louder and full of more smiles than, than maybe it was in October when we were in California. So uh, certainly the vibe is positive, and uh, they've overcome the early adversity, much like they did in the early part of last season. And But it is 25 games in, and we'll see if it continues to, to be all good vibes for the Maple Leafs right now. David, before we get into the important stuff regarding the Maple Leafs, I have a little Tampa Bay-related question for you. Have you visited a certain Tiki Hut bar near the arena down there in Tampa yet? I have, but not this weekend. Okay. Good answer. You haven't checked it out yet. Perhaps a post-game edition. Maybe the post-game show from there. Oh, I don't know. Uh, that'll be tough. Like the, the, the post game show is all about immediacy, and so uh, that and cutting and everything like that. It would be a lot of fun, um, but uh, may, maybe I can swing it with the higher ups. We'll see. I I love it. That uh, anyone who's covered a game or has played a game or has even gone to a game in Tampa knows exactly what I'm talking about. There's a, <laughs> there's a tiki bar right by the rink there, and it seems like it gets a lot of foot traffic from everyone going to the games. And so I'm sure, David Alter, you've spent a, a little bit of time there. You may have even been an MVP there on, on certain nights. And like if we look at the Maple Leaf season, who would be your MVP to date? Well, I mean, it's it's hard for me not to go with the obvious and Mitch Marner maybe sprinkle in a little bit of a dual goaltending to go along with it. I would put Mitch Marner at the top just given that this point streak that he's on is in line with the the points and the standings that the Maple Leafs have been able to get. And so as he's turned his game around, the rest of the team has followed and when Austin Matthews was struggling to put up points, Mitch Marner has not been. Just two games without one. And um, even when they, they kind of tinkered with those core four players up front, moving Mitch Marner down, he's helped John Tavares. He's helped Austin Matthews when they would do the switch late in game. I don't know where this team would be right now if Mitch Marner wasn't putting up the points. Because even though they are starting to get some secondary scoring, it's a high percentage coming from Mitch Marner's line right now. And so you take that out of the equation, and we're probably talking about close to a 500 team, much like they were in, in the earlier part of October. Yeah, that's an interesting observation because I think that, you know, when you go back to the, the, the Fab Four and how they're supposed to drive this team, and, and they are, but they, they look different in how they're doing it this year. Would you agree with that? I, I think so. Look, the one thing that I've been kind of talking to colleagues about that has surprised me and that has really kind of felt like a meaningful change with the Maple Leafs this year compared to last year is they've been winning these close games and I've still yet to see an embarrassing game where, where they are outplayed completely and it, it's reflected on the scoreboard. There have been some bad games in October, maybe because the opponent was one that they expected to beat and was close, like Arizona, for example. 
but they've not been shelled where the goalies pulled out of the game. They haven't had those embarrassing losses like last year where they lost 7-1 to Pittsburgh in game number four of the season. Like, there just haven't been those games yet. And I think that's a testament to how well the Leafs have played defensively this year. And they've, they've kind of reiterated that, that this year they have more of a defensive identity. And it's not just reflected in goals for on average or goals against on average. They've actually kept games respectable, competitive, and they haven't embarrassed themselves. I'm kind of waiting for when this game where they get shelled is going to finally happen. I'm, it feels like they're due. Like, it's been 25 games and they – haven't had a, an embarrassing game on a scoreboard like that. And that, that, to me, has been the real surprise of this team so far. Even if that does happen, it, it happens to every team around the league. Like, we were just talking right. the other day about how great of a season Winnipeg's having, and then they got the, the doors blown off them by Columbus last night. So, like, in an 82-game season, you're talking about very good teams. A lot of teams have highly skilled players. It's going to happen from time to time. When it does happen with this group, for me, it's not going to be a big deal. It's just going to be one of 82 because we just saw a November where you know they played at a very high level, and when maybe they weren't playing at the highest level, they found ways to get points you know, through those stretches. And, and a lot of that, I look to the head coach and Sheldon Keefe, and you know, you're at the practices, you see him every day, you're around the group a lot. Like, how would you describe the job that, that Sheldon Keefe has done with this group this season? I, I think he's done a good job of keeping everything accountable. Now, I mean, uh, if you asked me that maybe two or three weeks into the season, I would have thought, okay, is he kind of overreacting to things? Is he kind of pushing the panic button way too early? And uh, is that the right course of action? But he seems to at least be able to read the room to the point where he's able to adjust his demeanor, the way he kind of uh, addresses the team and, and takes more of a positive slant when it needs to be positive and, and vice versa. And um, I'm seeing more adjustments. I'm seeing some things that he's doing within the game that seems to suggest to me that at least he's learning how to kind of deploy and, and adjust to different situations that maybe in the past when he was starting out coaching the players, he would just kind of be more stubborn and, stick with the system and then just kind of stick around with it. I think that game against Carolina on November 6th where they knew a, a goaltender was going in and they just kind of sat back and, and established a different kind of B game and, and were able to win a game where they just kind of stayed back and were committed to defense. And, and I think that that's a, that's a lot on the coaching that he can get everyone to kind of buy in and adjust their game dramatically given the circumstances of who was in goal who they were playing against. And I think that was a real turning point for the club and for Sheldon in the way he's kind of addressed the team. So I think it's, it's vastly improved since the beginning part of November to kind of where he was on tilt early in the season. And it seemed like he was just kind of being, I don't want to say erratic, but really hot early on when it was so early in the season. I mean, this is really on everybody. Um, you know, if you compare the Novembers, this one to last uh, November uh, 2021, you would see a team that had really good goaltending and, and had a, a pretty stingy defensive setup. Uh, this team has really good goaltending regardless of who's in. It's got a, a stingy defensive setup, but it's it's got, a, a I guess, a layer of, of grit or pursuit, puck pursuit that, that the other Leaf teams didn't have. Do you, th- you think I'm right? 
I think so. I mean, I, I do see more of a commitment to defense. I think it's been reflected in the scores. It's been reflected in, in the support back. It's reflected in the second chances against. I think you're seeing that. Goaltenders are reading the puck. They're able to make saves. There's some transitionary stuff that happens, but then when that happens, the goaltenders are making the saves. So they, they've got a lot of that stuff, and the grid is kind of by committee based on what they need and what the opponents that they have, right? So it's, there's a lot to kind of build a template on and go, but I'm still kind of waiting to see if this is sustainable. It is 25 games, and they, they, they've historically have had a pretty good November under Sheldon Keith previously, and now the calendar really switches. Now they've got the, the two-time Stanley Cup champion, three-time finalist, defending three-time finalist, if you want to call it that. And, and I'm really curious to see how this team performs against a Tampa Bay Lightning team that, that really brings out the emotion out of the Maple Leafs for sure. When, when you say you're, you're waiting and seeing, does that more apply to the back end? Like, do you think at, at some point there's going to be a game or a stretch where these guys, you know, kind of can't withstand the storm anymore? Or, or Because I'm watching these guys and I'm, I'm thinking, you know, Lelligren and Sandine have shown a lot of improvement. The guys in the bottom pair are giving you good minutes. And Giordano and Hall have been, you know, workhorses. And, and they've really carried the bulk of the load for this team. Like, is that the kind of ticking time bomb you're waiting for? A little bit. Like, look, Mac Hollowell and Victor Mete have, have performed all right in that 5-6 spot. And, um, but there are, there are times where I'm seeing shifts or things where there was something bad, but the team has been playing so well and, 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 and did other things good that it wasn't a problem now, but against a better team, it could be. Like, the goal against, against San Jose where Mac Hollowell's back, he does kind of the cross-check, but he can't push the player in front of him and then it leads to a goal. And I'm wondering if, you know, the spillover effect of losing your top three guys against more quality opponents. And like you said, you know, that mid pair with Sandine and Lilligren going up against guys like Stamkos and Kucherov and, and different kind of talent, if that's really going to expose them, like that's what I'm really kind of looking for and waiting to see. They, they've had a good run here where they've caught teams and have been able to get solid goaltending and have been pretty good. But yeah, I mean, it's one of these things where I just don't think that you can kind of hold this success forever without your top three guys. And uh, even some of the underlying numbers, you're seeing when someone like a TJ Brody comes in, that should help the team in a lot, especially a guy like Justin Hall, who's, who's played well with Mark Giordano, but can play even better with TJ Brody. So I'm waiting to see against these types of opponents tonight to see if this is sustainable because there have been moments I've seen within a game where it's like, okay, if that was a different kind of opponent, would they have been exposed in that situation? David, thanks for your time. Enjoy the game. Appreciate it, guys. Uh, I'll let you know if I hit the tiki bar or not. Yes, please. <laughs> I think we'll be able to tell, but uh... <laughs> thanks, David. <laughs> uh, cheers, guys. All right. Well, you had to say cheers. Okay, David Alter, a publisher reporter inside the Maple Leafs from the SI Media Group.